Welcome to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour, a podcast about marketing, technology, and life. This is episode number one, the inaugural episode, and it starts right now. Digital Marketing Happy Hour is brought to you by Araxum, your digital marketing and technology resource. For more information, go to araxum.com. That's A-R-A-X-A-M dot com. He's Ryan Smith, and I'm Chris Casale. Thank you for joining us for the inaugural episode of the Digital Marketing Happy Hour, where our goal is to help your business achieve results so you can reach your goals. On this episode, we're going to be discussing week eight of a global pandemic. But before we get there, Ryan, good to hear from you, man. We've been talking about podcasting for, what, five years now? And we're finally, it took it took a worldwide pandemic, but we're finally doing it. Well, you know, what's crazy about this is we actually started recording these four years ago. And then one thing led to another, and we just didn't get it off the ground. So maybe someday in the future, we'll, we'll play those um you know, it's more of like bloopers than anything else. But yes, it is finally uh, great to launch this podcast. I wanted to get your perspective about what you're seeing out there. You know, we're in week eight of lockdown. We're both living in the Tampa, Florida area. Tampa, Miami been hit pretty hard with COVID-19. They're starting to, re- to lift some of the restrictions now. But obviously, unemployment numbers being what they are, a lot of people very negatively impacted by this. What are you seeing with some of the clients that you're working with on the way that you communicate with individuals during this time that's that's so tumultuous? I think it's a great question. I, I think a big thing, you know, when you come to some sort of recession pandemic, look, even back in 08 and 09, you didn't see anything quite like this. And, and to our perspective, it was bad then. There's no doubt about it. But looking at what we're seeing today, it's it's really obviously at a whole new level. So, okay, those are things that we already know. We're seeing in areas where there is absolutely lockdown and, and states are shut down. Obviously, we're slowly building back up by the time this airs. We'll, we'll have an idea of where states are. And, and do we have a wave? Do we come back at this again? Uh, you know, some studies say, yeah, we, we might. It could be, we could be hit harder with that. So what do you do as a company? You're a small to medium business. You could be a large multinational corporation. It's, it's, it's really interesting to see because at the same time, how everybody is different from small to large There are a lot of things that are the same with your marketing messaging. What we're seeing is a lot of the small to medium-sized businesses uh, have have begun to obviously recess, right? You can say this is a recession. People are pulling back. They're not spending money. Some are doing it out of fear. Others are doing it because they're in areas where nobody is going outside, so they have to resign from advertising and even just doing those marketing messages, maybe an occasional tweet or a Facebook post, but seeing a lot of businesses, the reaction is not everywhere, but just they're pulling back and they're even being silent. Now that's not, that's not everywhere across the board, but we are seeing that from a lot of places. And I think that's the first obvious rule, right? The world has changed. You need to change with it. If you're exhibiting the same behaviors that you showed before, you're going to get left behind throughout all of this. 
the most recent example that I can think of is if you, you know, if you're trying to sell throughout all of this, you're missing the mark completely. I'm going to leave the company name out of this, but I have one of those loyalty cards at uh, one of those places that I, you know, a restaurant that I that I eat at frequently. And my birthday, we're in May now. My birthday is the early part of March. And every year on my birthday, I get an email from them saying, hey, we're going to give you, you know, $25 off your next order when you come in the restaurant. Awesome. So that was the early part of March. Well, the wheels came off in the middle of March, right? Everything was closing down. Everything was migrating to work from home. Schools were closing. It was just chaos all around us. And the second day of, of all of this is we're trying to adapt. I get an email from this company saying, Good news. You you only had until the end of March to use your coupon. We're going to extend that to you till the end of May. At that time, that is the furthest thing from my mind. If anything, I, I think my opinion of that of that brand has changed drastically because that wasn't about me. That wasn't to benefit me. And I and I knew that. They were focused on trying to sell more to me throughout all of this. That just creates a miserable experience for your customers. I think that's the biggest thing is is this this taste that people get. Look, you're stuck at home. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're going out anyway. And the last thing we need, though, even if you're going out, you're not at home, is, look, the, the economy is shook. We have not seen unemployment claims like this ever. Uh, not at this rate, not at this fast. So when you take all that into consideration, that's the big thing. How do you message? What do you communicate to your clients? And a lot of this I think we're talking about here is is B2C. I think you can take up from the B2B standpoint. I think a lot of these you know, are parallel and very much the same in how you communicate to your clients. Because if you're B2B, there's a good chance that your customer, that company, they might have people that are employed there. Their budget just got slashed. Half their staff is furloughed. Maybe the whole company just got furloughed. You know, you have to change your uh, your messaging. If you're a B two C, let's say you're a local retailer, you're shut down. And so to go to that instant, hey, we need money. The biggest thing is I, I've heard through this is you know, look, you know, you you have the numbers. All of us are impacted by this in one way or another, in a very negative way. You know, it's one thing if the economy is going good and you lose your job. Well, there's a lot of times you're SOL. You got to go through the steps. The government's not going to help you out, you know, like they would sort of in a way that they are trying to do, attempting to do during this time. Uh, during this time, at least you have a lot of federal money. Now, the process of getting the money for the people, that obviously is a problem. But when we take a step back is these are just, it's just something we've never experienced before. And so, you know, I hate to say we're all in this together, but we are. So one thing you need to do when people are, are going through these times is to be empathetic. And I think that's first and foremost is number one is kind of going to your point. Don't just sell hard to them. Be empathetic because if your place isn't shut down, if you are a restaurant, what you're talking about, a lot of times, a lot of restaurants, maybe they have uh, takeouts. They have drive-throughs that are available. So there is some form that they're allowed to go through. Now restaurants are opening up and, and you know, to limited capacity. You know, some places are only 25% capacity to what they used to be. So you have to be empathetic. And I know people are trying to drive and get business back into their retail places, their shops, and so forth. But just to be straight out sales, I think, is an, is the problem we're seeing where we have found, and a lot of research has gone into this, is through 
being educational, you know, giving people the ability to listen to them, understand them, less self-promotional, more educational. You know, if you're a restaurant, give them some of your recipes. It doesn't have to be the secret sauce. Uh, give them your recipes, show videos of how you create your food. You know, I think those are at, at a very, you know, restaurant type way, but I think those are ways that you can stay top of mind, be empathetic so that when the time is right and your customer is ready to spend their money, you're the person they think of in their community that they want to spend that money to. Yeah, and I think the key in what you just said is empathy. Uh, at the end of the day, you don't know the circumstances, the situation that your customers are in. Uh, they might have been very seriously impacted by this, suffered job loss or, or even worse. I mean, the the death numbers, the, the sickness numbers, um, very, very high throughout all of this. And if you're dealing with that, this is the furthest stuff from your mind, right? So being empathetic and coming up with ways that you can help your customers, and, and that comes in many forms. I think that's what's going to last and go a long time. And the thing I, th I think of when I think of this recently is Amazon. Now, obviously, there's a lot of negative news about them right now. In fact, today there was breaking news about one of their VPs quitting over some of the, the firing of um, the whistleblowers that were striking. I guess it was up in the New York area. Th that stuff aside, that's a subject for another podcast perhaps one day. It had come out recently that Amazon was essentially spending all of their profits for the next quarter, and they're hiring throughout this whole process. But the reason that they're doing that is they're delivering products every day. I, I don't know what your house is like at this time, but I feel like I'm getting an Amazon package every other day, if not every day. And you know, a lot of it is pantry items and and food and, and things like that. Um, some of it's just creature comforts to to help get through all of this. But I think the thing that Amazon is doing very well is making sure that they're getting those products to your to your home during all of this. Because when your local stores are closed or perhaps they don't have it, their shelves are empty, the fact that Amazon is making sure that it's there, that they're the ones delivering for it, that's what people are going to remember throughout all of this. So maybe when this is done six months, a year, 18 months from now, if they have a buying decision to make, they're going to remember the packages that showed up with the goods that they needed throughout all of this. And that's one way of handling it. But to your point about, you know, restaurants offering some of the recipes that you can cook from home or I've seen all kinds of things with, uh, you know, tips and tricks and guides and different ways that you can look at stuff. I think it's one of the core tenets of inbound marketing, which is to be helpful, to be a resource, to be uh, an asset to your customers. And by helping them that brand loyalty will, will come back to you in time because when they're ready to make the buying decision, if, if they're not at that point in their buyer's journey, they're not gonna, it doesn't matter what you're trying to sell. But if you're there and you're helpful along the way, when they're ready to make that decision, you'll be one of the first that they think of. You know, it's interesting too that you go back to that inbound marketing and that's something that you and I have been a part of probably since 2010, 2011, right around there, really started to get into it with, with you know, HubSpot obviously leading the way on that. And I think it's really interesting is I think we've come full circle. So when you get to a place like this and, and your business decides, you know what, we can't do it, we have to make cuts. So we have eliminated all advertising. We've come full circle. So in the sense that, okay, well, if you can't advertise, you still have an opportunity to get your messaging out there. You have to create content. Well, one thing 
that is more popular now than it was 10 years ago is we have more ways to distribute our content marketing. While, yes, there was YouTube, there's no doubt about it, YouTube was available 10 years ago. It wasn't as popular as it is today. So you can create videos. But guess what? What we didn't have, Facebook wasn't a, a video platform in, in 2010. There was no such, well, I have to look back to see if Instagram was even around, but I don't think it was around in 2010. And that is a video platform. Snapchat is a video platform. You have now have TikTok, which is blowing up as a video platform. So those are just one form of, of content you, you can create. But the big thing is, as well as obviously the written form with your blog posts and articles that can be empathetic and be helpful, show tutorials, whatever it might be, it comes back to that inbound marketing. So if you don't have the means to do paid search ads or social media ads, that's okay. We get it. But that's not an excuse to not communicate, to not create content on a daily basis. So Again, just to recap, if you have to eliminate or cut back on advertising, you should never eliminate your marketing. Never stop marketing. So, you know, there's a lot of examples we've kind of seen, both the good and the bad, where brands in various industries, they're shifting their marketing strategy. They're staying relevant by helping their audience. So you can do this through an organic presence. You can do it on LinkedIn with videos. Videos, by the way, in every major platform, social media platform, videos get more reach than having written text in a picture or a link to offsite. Uploading videos will get you more reach. Do the things that cost less if that's the way you have to go. Now, on the opposite side, if there are some industries that are thriving, grocery stores is an example of something that is thriving. If you're in an area e-commerce that actually is taking off and you do have ad budget, there's this whole supply and demand. If a lot of advertisers are not advertising, that means rates have gone down and there have been areas where you can see you can get a greater CPM on Facebook, on Google, for example, where your paid search ads maybe have a lower CPC than they did in the past. Take advantage of those because that won't last forever. So, you know, at the same time, there is great opportunity for everybody. And the other organic thing I didn't mention too, just posting on Facebook, do Facebook's lives. When you do a Facebook live anyway, you get a ton more organic reach, you know, than any other organic posting. So there is opportunity. I think there's a way to reach your audience. Check in with them at the same time. Let them ask them how they're doing on a Facebook Live. If you are an auto dealership, you still probably have a service bay that is open, potentially. You know, do Facebook's lives. This is what you need to do to keep your car going. Maybe your car has been not moving for the last month. Okay, take it around the block. Here's three things once we get out of this in the summer season, going into the winter or the fall and then the winter season, here are things that you need to do uh, for your car. If you're in home services, in HVAC, you're getting into the summer season, give people tips on what they need to do, maybe that are low cost or you know, if they can get a tune-up, show them what they need to do through video, educate them um, on different steps. So I think at the end of the day, content marketing will never go away. Inbound marketing is still even bigger today than it was before. And creating this content and posting on the different platforms 
I think can never be, you know, more important than it's ever been. But at the end of the day, there's, I, I don't know of an excuse, unless you've shut your business down and shut the lights out, you can still create some form of contents, you know, to reach your, to reach your customers and to reach your stakeholders. Yeah. And I think the content ideas, if you're looking for ways that you can help, let your customers talk to you. You know, my day job is in higher education. You know, you've got a lot of students that uh, would be getting ready to wrap up their senior year and, and be going away to a college or a university. And there's some hesitancy right now for a lot of obvious reasons. And so one of the ways that the university has been combating that is uh, hosted webinars, essentially, with live Q&A sessions. And the idea behind that is to deliver some of the information that we know, to be transparent with what we know is going on and the information that's going to be relevant to them, but at the same time, allow them to ask anything that's on their mind, any questions that they've got about the process, and having professionals on staff that can provide those questions. Well, sometimes those questions we take back and create a corresponding blog post out of, or, or a video, or uh, provide additional information, because if that person's asking it, you know they're... Or, 10 or 100 or 1,000 others that have that same question, uh, it gives you a way to build on top of that and, and get that information in the hands of the people that need it so they can make those decisions when the time is right for them. So we're coming to the end of our first podcast here. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the whole thing, if you wanted to give people one takeaway from today's show, Ryan, what would it be? Never stop marketing. No matter what's going on in the world, how your company is being affected, there are still ways that you can reach your audience. But the big thing is that's part one. And part two to that is don't just be a salesperson. While yes, sales is at the end of the day what drives your the revenue, I think it's important to be empathetic. And when people are ready to spend their money, whether it's a, uh, your B2C company, it's a consumer, or it's another business in B2B, when they're ready, the, the big thing is for you to stay top of mind. So to me, it's never stop marketing. And an ounce of empathy goes a long way. Think about the position that your customers are in. Make sure to be transparent and honest in your communication and be as helpful as you can throughout the whole thing. So let's close with our keep it light section. What are you binge watching these days? We've got enough time at home. There's got to be something on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something else. What are you watching these days to keep you entertained? So I burned through Netflix. I can be honest with season three of the Ozarks. Absolutely loved it. Uh, that was great. Uh, another one that was kind of sad to see and big fan, eight seasons of Homeland, which is on Showtime. By the way, most television shows that go that long, eight seasons, sometimes when you get to that series finale, it's always a letdown. And I think you can look at a lot. You can see the Seinfelds. You can pick, I'm sure you can pick another a bunch that were just like, oh, that's how it ended. I actually thought Homeland was perfect. The way it ended was great. And right now I am all, uh, all downloading and watching Outlander. I agree with you on uh, Ozark. I haven't seen Homeland, but uh, just finished season three of Ozark myself. Very heavy show, but Jason Bateman is brilliant in it. And another one that's probably worth watching is uh, Waco, which ironically I found out was not a Netflix show. They just picked it up. It's one season, and it's based on two books, one from an FBI hostage negotiator and one from uh, somebody who was part of the Branch Davidians that actually got out of Waco when the when the fire happened and whatnot. Uh, and I think... It, 
it was very critically acclaimed. It gives a perspective of all of the sides involved in all of this and, and the inside story. They dramatized it very, very well. Worth the watch. Uh, interesting. I did see it on the feed there. I did not, uh, I didn't know much about it, but uh, it's good to know. And, and just so you know, my, my favorite character of everything of all the shows we just talked about is uh, Ruth from Ozark. Uh, hundred percent. My favorite. So episode one is in the books, my friend. Uh, this was fun. We should do it again next week. Same time, same place. We'll talk at you then. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Digital Marketing Happy Hour. This week's episode is brought to you by Araxum.com, your digital resource for marketing and technology. Visit Araxum at A-R-A-X-A-M.com. The music intro you heard is called Pure Adrenaline by Eddie off the album Too Damn Loud. You can learn more at CactusSlimRecords.com. The music used for closing credits is a song called In My Pocket by Jazzer. You can find it on their album Message. Learn more at BetterWithMusic.com. Thank you for listening.